NBA Australia, how are you going? How are you going? That's right. NBA Australia on a public holiday. Working hard. That's what your mate Jim does. That's right. It's NBA Australia. It's Friday, January 26th. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. Uh, you can read my breakdown on the NFL playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Hottest 100. Good stuff. You can also see my ugly mug. On Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL, all the good stuff. Uh, check out the Cricket Today podcast, the Football Today podcast, all the good stuff there. Free cricket and soccer, as well as the NFL Australia, of course. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios by myself. Old mate and the squids have pissed off down to the beach because I've got to go to no effects tonight and tomorrow night. So, yo, my Jim's just batching it up. Hey, Jim, when did you put pants on today? Yeah, it was pretty late. <laughs> I'll tell you. Anyway, uh, this is episode 1027 of NBA Australia. We've got another coach fired. We've got the All-Star teams announced. Ben Simmons could be back. It's all going on. The Zinger got hurt. That's a shame. Uh, we'll do the NBA Australia game race. We've got that's on a knife. All mate, no mates, but a night better than Lonzo Ball. We've got some Yanaz, the unpopular opinion of the day. Now back take us. We were serving up a flame grill take. There is a great moment in NBA Australia stat history as well. And a pick and preview for the weekend games. That's right, every single game on the weekend, picked and previewed. Oh, that's bloody good, Jim. Yeah, thanks, mate. Working hard on a public holiday. Woo! All right, let's get into it. Episode, what did I say, 1027? Let's go! This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, you better. Especially if you're on uh, Inside the NBA with, uh, I mean, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, I'll give a million dollars if you can do the Tootsie Roll dance. I like it when Shaq just goes, wait, I'm really fucking rich. I can pay Chuck to do stuff, and he'll probably do it. Uh, Chuck didn't do it, but anyway. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. First off, with a quick acknowledgement. Yeah, Australia Day. Uh, very divisive. My entire point has always been, fuck it, May 8, let's go. What's what's more Australian than that? Seriously, that's all I want. <laughs> Let's start today's show the way we start every show. With the daily whip round. Usually Jim has a whinge as well, but I can't really. Oh, I'll tell you what, there's the whinge today. Fucking squids, not here this morning. And, uh, of course, fucking muggins over here can't sleep in. So, you know, stayed up a bit late. Uh, fucking still couldn't sleep. It's the classic fucking quandary. Kid's not here. It's like, I can sleep in. Boom, can you? No. Uh, right. Wes Unsell Jr. was fired by the Wizards. Oh, meh, 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 meh. Who could have seen that coming? Well, not me, because I literally listed out some coaches that were cooked on yesterday's show and completely forgot to mention Wes Unsell because I'm like, ah, Washington are fucked anyway. Why would they bother? Well, <laughs> they bothered. Uh, he's in his third year was Wes Unsell Jr., son of the legend, uh, the Washington Wizards Bullets legend Wes Unsell. Uh, he went 35 and 47 the first two years. 7 and 36 this year. Yeah, not great. <laughs> Jesus. So 77 and 130 over two and a half years is pretty bad. Uh, Mike Malone did actually, Michael Malone actually did say, uh, he's like, yeah, I think Wes got a bit of the fucking short stick man because, like, you know, it's not the team he was meant to coach, bro. He was meant to have Rusty Westbrook and Brad Beal when he got the gig. It's like, yeah, I don't know, though. But if you're still a shit coach, like coaching, like, a half-decent-ish team, and then the fucking ass falls out of it like it has this year? I don't know. That might be on you, just a little bit. Like, Brad Beal is not a 28-win dude. It's <laughs> the difference at the moment. Uh, but look, they promoted Brian Keefe to interim head coach for the rest of the season, apparently, and uh, they plan to keep Wes Unsell Jr. around in a front office role, uh, which is the old bit of nepotism, which I kind of appreciate because Wes Unsell was like a Washington legend, Keep his son around. Don't completely shit can him. It's kind of nice. So uh, they talked about the coaching change in recent days, and they want to keep, you know, the son of their Hall of Famer in a long term capacity with the team, which is kind of nice. So 
Uh, they're going to launch a full-scale open coaching search in the off-season. It's an interesting one because where's Unsell? It always felt a bit like a, a bit of a reach, you know? And here we are. You do get a couple of these reaches every so often. Uh, but the way that the ass has fallen out of this Wizards team so far this season is just truly ridiculous. So, I mean, you can't really fault them. There was nothing about this team that was, like, sort of pointing upwards. Like, their defensive rating, they were 29th. What was their offensive rating, Jim? Yeah, it wasn't great. It was 25th. <laughs> like, when you got a dude like Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, who's never met, they've never met a shot they don't like, right? It's like me and whiskey. And boom, that offensive rating is that bad. It's fucking hilarious. 7 and 37 after today. Chaos gear, so there you go. So, yeah, all-star starters were announced uh, after all the fan voting and then the media and the coach voting. Eastern Conference all-star starters, Tyrese Halliburton, Dame Lillard, question mark, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid. Checks out. Uh, Jalen Brunson not making it in uh, place of Dame Lillard is a bit of a uh, fucking joke, if you ask me. Western Conference all-star starters, You've got LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Not too bad. Uh, that is LeBron's 20th All-Star team. 20! That is absolutely bloody ridiculous, I'll tell you. Absolutely crazy, man. Um, which is kind of fun. Like, 20, it's a record. It's just, like, you hit a point where you go... Yeah, that's uh, getting right up there, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, we get the reserves, I think, next Friday our time, so that'll be kind of fun. But the final voting returns, you had LeBron leading the West ahead of Yoko, ahead of KD. Uh, and then in the guard, you had Luka Doncic and then Steph. He was ahead of Shade Gilgis-Alexander, but SGA uh, won on the votes from media and stuff, so... He sneaks ahead uh, on difference. And then the East was Giannis, Tatum, Embiid, Halliburton, Trey. But Dame skips ahead of Trey because of the waiting from the other voters as well. And Brunson misses out all entirely because, I don't know, Knicks fans, I don't know what needs to be fucking done about Knicks fans. But they need to get their shit fucking sorted. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, anyway, first ever to make 20 All-Star teams, LeBron James. That's very cool. It's just pretty gnarly, right? Like, it's just a cool stat. 20 is just fucking silly. Because what is it? Kareem had 19, Kobe had 18. Yeah, Duncan, KG, and Shaq on 15. So, testament to his longevity, but also testament to being a fucking weapon for 20 years. That's incredible. Uh, Steph misses out on a starting spot for the first time when he's been healthy. That's uh, nine straight when he's actually had a chance to play. Um, so, it was like 14 to 19, then 21 to 23. So, SGA breaks that streak, pops him out, and Jalen Brunson finished... Look, he got dogged. He got dogged by the fans. He finished second in the media voting, uh, but he was just that far behind. So, so, Knicks fans, get your shit together. Uh, the big question that sort of got brought up is like, all right, who coaches these teams then? Uh, because I don't think coaches can uh, do it in back-to-back years, and uh, it'd be pretty interesting to see like, if Doc actually takes... Th- the Bucks gig, I think he'd be next up because they're the two seed in the East, which is funny as hell. So, kind of cool. We'll see what happens, eh? Um, fascinating sort of setup. But anyway, head coach is going to select the reserves for the rest of it. We're going to see what happens. and uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see who our coaches end up being. Uh, right. Doc Rivers is signed with the Bucks officially through 26-27. It's always interesting as well, this one, isn't it? It's like, you know, oh, well, fucking Jesus, we've just, we've decided on a replacement for the bloke we fired two days ago. Let's let's give this bloke a uh, contract for another three years. It's like, all right. Uh, Milwaukee's now paying Buds, Adrian Griffin and Rivers three and a half years. So it's a lot of money, but they can they can afford it. So weirdly enough, if Doc coaches against the uh, Bucks, no, coaches the Bucks on Friday, the Cavs will have played Milwaukee three times in 10 days with a coach, different coach each time. That is just bizarre. And the last little bits, Ben Simmons, Box Hill Benny, Benny the Brickie, nearly two and a half months later after a back injury and nerve impingement, Box Hill Benny could be back. That's nice. He's been out since November 6th. Bloody hell, it's been a long time. Uh, He only played six games. 
But that's kind of cool. So he's, uh, you know, out there basically practicing with the G League team, the Long Island Nets, and uh, he should be back with the team hopefully starting next week. That's kind of cool, isn't it? And then it was alluded to when Steph Curry was mic'd up about he and uh, Sabrina Ionescu at the All-Star Weekend uh, maybe being a part of a three-point shootout, which is kind of cool. Two different three-point contest champs. See what happens. Shams tweeted out about that. See if it actually happens. That'd be kind of fun. All right, let's fly through some game wraps because I want to go drink some beers. Right, let's do it. Game wraps. 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 That's right. Philly got the absolute shit kicked out of him by the Indiana Pacers. They got straight fucking killed. He got straight killed. They really did. Uh, It's pretty weird because, I mean... It was a smackdown by Indy. It wasn't even that close. Like, there's 12 points in the end. No one but him beat him. Maxi did fucking anything. Um, it's pretty weird, right? Because I reckon no Harris, no Sixers. Because you had no Tobias Harris in this one. And uh, the old Sixers just fell apart. <laughs> I mean, Tobias Harris is like my favorite punching bag. One of my favorite punching bags. But he was just out tonight. He wasn't at the shoot-around. Uh, I think he's out with an illness, so... Bit of a weird one. Bit of a tough one. But, look, Embiid had 31-7-3. 22 for Maxi on 7-17. And, like, 10 for Batum, and that was it. This is the game where you go, right, Kelly Oubre, we're playing Indy. They don't play any defense. Can you get us some fucking points, bro? And he's like, nah. Here's four points on two or five shooting. And you're like, ah, oh, can you get hit by another car? <laughs> you're playing well. And then he got hit by a bike. Car. Apparently. 7-29 from three, though, Philly. This is the thing. They just need that fucking microwave scorer. It's weird that they don't have it. It's bizarre. Do not like. They need to make a trade for someone who can actually get a fucking bucket. That's like Kelly Oubre's job, and he just couldn't fucking do it. It's like, what are you doing, mate? What are you fucking doing, you dickhead? Indy shot 57%. Pretty good. Pascal Sikkim-Siakam at a triple-double. Not bad. 26-13 and 10 for Siakam. First triple-double, obviously, for the posters. And, uh... Six for his career. Turner had 20 and nine. Three, six from deep from him. They hit a shit ton of threes. Uh, they also out-rebounded the sixes 55 to 31. Bloody hell. Uh, 16, eight and three for Naismith. He went three, three from deep. Buddy Hield hit three threes. You, I think 12, 28 overall. 21 turnovers. But yeah, when you out-rebound a team by 24, you get a fair amount of second chance points and they made them count. They shot the piss out of it too. Fifty-seven percent is pretty good. Philly dropped to twenty-nine and fourteen. Indy twenty-five and twenty. Utah beat the crap out of Washington one twenty-three one hundred eight. So he got straight killed. Big win for the Jazz against a you know dead coach bounce team. Uh, came out gangbusters and then fucked them up in the third quarter. Uh, the Wizards only what seven to thirty from downtown as well. Kuzma was pretty good twenty-six six and five. One of eight from downtown though. Uh, Jordan Poole wasn't shit. He had 18 points, shot 50%. He's back, baby. You love to see that. Denny Avdija, he's coming good. Love me a Benny, bit of Denny Avdija. You know that. 13, 6, and 5, 13, and 9 for Gafford. 14, and 3 for Bags. He was a minus 15 in 16 minutes. Marvin Bagley, hashtag free bags. All right, Utah. Larry, that's a girl's name, Mark. And in 29, 7, and 5, he went 6 to 10, 12 from deep. The sex man had 11 on 11 shots, but it was John Collins. That's a tall cocktail. Basically, I feel like John Collins is like a. Uh, is like a ready-made wizard. Like, he is a guy where you go, where's he playing out? Oh, that's right, Washington. Yeah. He feels like a Washington wizard, John Collins. 22 and 16. Clarkson had 19 off the bench. So did Kelly Olenek. Very handy. Utah, back up to 500, 23 and 23. Washington, 7 and 37 with a new coach. Boston shit-pumped the Miami Heat. So he got straight killed. 143-110. Weird game. The Heat were mixing up their D early. Zone going super small, going big again. But the Celtics in the first half just couldn't miss from three. But... You know, it was kind of weird. You're like, all right, this is getting a bit strange. 77 points they rang up on Miami in the first half. 77-64. Hero lace some threes, though. So Miami weren't too far behind. Then bang. Uh, Celtics sort of just took control in the third quarter. It was like a 21-12 to run to start the third quarter. Then Zinger hurts his ankle. The poor extreme Zinger meal. Extreme Zinger meal. And he was supercharged today. Supercharged Zinger burger. They're up 22 points. The starters were 15 of 27 from three combined at that point. It was still a 16-point lead. Three minutes left to go in the third, and then they ripped off. Basically, it was the kill shot. Uh, An 8-0 run. Luke Cornett (laughs) causing havoc. They're up 24 points, 23 heading to the fourth quarter, and just rolled over them. 
Miami have these games, right? They've now lost five on the trot. You've got Butler back. You've got Hero back. Bam is still very good. Duncan Robinson has completely forgotten how to shoot again, which is great. They took 14 more shots than Boston and lost by 33. That is ridiculous. They went 16 to 42 from downtown. Hero goes 19 and 19 and 6. He goes 5 and 10 from 3. 19 and 5 for Bam. 17, 3 and 4 for Butts. Boston went 22 of 40 from downtown. Now, I'm no math magician, <laughs> but that's pretty fucking good. Yeesh. Seriously. Like, wow. What are we doing here? Incredible. What the hell was that? There's no other way to put it. I just don't know. I just don't know. What the hell was that? What was that? What the hell was that? It was an amazing shooting display. That's what it was. Tatum ends up with 26, 8, and 4. 3, 7 from 3. Brown had 18 points, but went 4 of 8 from 3. He had 5 assists, 3 steals. He had that 6 steal and dunk too. Uh, he had the extreme zinger meal. The extreme zinger meal. 3 of 4 from 3, 19 points. Jeru Holiday went 3 of 4 from 3. He had 17, 5, and 5. 3 of 9 for Derek White. He had 15. And they just kicked the piss out of him. It's a huge win. God, they look good. When they're hitting threes, they look unstoppable. And then, but losing Zinger, I'll talk about this again in year Nars, but yeah, that is uh, not great. Not great. Uh, Boston moved to 35 and 10, 15 and 9 away, which is pretty good. 24, 21 for the Heat. Uh, they've lost five straight. Denver got fucking killed as well. This is like massive killings. But he got straight killed. Left, right, and center early sticks. 84 to 122 in New York City. That's right to take on the Knickerbockers at MSG. The Knicks kicked the fuck out of them up 32 just before the end of the third quarter. It was all over. No one on Denver but Jokic and Gordon could hit a shot. Literally, the only two in double figures. It was weird. It was sad. 31-11-3 for Joker. Had seven turnovers, though. Gordon had 12, only two in double figures. KCP, MPJ, couldn't do a goddamn thing. They went 5-26 from three as a team. That's 19%. Yeah, not great, Bob. 19 turnovers as well. The Knicks, OG, the OG Ananobi. 26 points, six steals. Causing all sorts of havoc. Uh, Randall had 17, 7, and 8. 21 and 4 for Brunson. He was uh, very, very handy. Dante DiVincenzo had 4 of 9 from downtown. 19 for Q Grimes. McBride went 4 of 3. Uh, 4 of 5 from downtown. Uh, 15 of 38 overall from downtown for the team. Denver, 31 and 14 now. New York, that's a big win. 27 and 17. They're chanting OG's name. Absolute chaos. You love to see it. Minnesota in New York as well, but this time in the borough of Brooklyn, beat the Nets 96-94. Brooklyn got off to a good start, out to a lead, then crated in the second quarter, outscored by 19 points, then nearly stole it towards the end. Cam Thomas missed a bunny in the fucking lane, and then they missed another shot late, and you're like, yep, they've nearly cooked this. 25 points for Cam Thomas off the bench. Uh, just has like these weird holes in his game, though, where you're like, oh. Just the clutch shots. Where are they? Where are they? Mikael Bridges hit a good one, but yeah, it wasn't quite enough. Minnesota, a bit worried about these fourth quarters, though, where they just go, uh, how do we play basketball? Ah! And they just completely shit down their leg. 21-3 and three for Bridges. Claxton, 16-11-4. Fuck all else. Cam Johnson was bad. Lonnie Walker was bad. Dennis Smith Jr. was bad. Spitzel! Dinwiddie was just his usual fucking meh self. The Nets stink. Uh, Minnesota, 27-10 for Carl Anthony Towns. He did have six turnovers. He shot 12 of 15, though. Not bloody bad. Ant-Man at 24. That came on 8 of 23 shooting. 3 of 7 from 3. 10 and 13 for Rudiger Bears. This stuff that were. They only took 21 threes, hit 10 of them. Uh, pretty good. Big win for Minnesota. Pull that out of their ass. 32 and 13. Brooklyn are a mess. 17 and 27. Sacramento! Outlast of the Golden State Warriors. 134-133. Uh, Did not cover. Uh, Kevin fucking... What The Ginger Ninja nearly completely fucked this at the end, didn't he? He had two free throws. They're up one. Basically, Kevin Huerta, gun weapon shooter, you know, can do it a little bit. Just saying. Shoots 81.8% from the free throw line. Misses both. And then Steph Curry. As they finally get the ball to him, what? Clay brings it up, gets it to Kaminga. Kaminga, two-man game with Steph. Steph dribbles it back out. Uh, Fox and, yeah, Huerta around there too. And uh, Curry just sort of dribbled it off his foot. But this game was psycho. It was back and forth the entire way. I couldn't believe that Huerta basically cooked it. You're like, here comes the Steph Curry kill shot. Nope. Dribbled off his foot instead. Uh, wild finish, chaos finish, very fun game. 134-133. There wasn't too much defense in this one. 22, there were so many threes. It was like 41 threes total made. 
So 22 of 48 for the Kings and then 19 of 37 over 50% for the Warriors. That is fucking silly. Uh, Steph ends up with 33 and 6. Only two turnovers. He hit six threes. He had four of four from downtown for Dario, the homie Sarich. Johnny Cumbucket. He was fucking incredible again. 31, 3, 3, and 2. 12 and 19 shooting. 2 of 4 from 3. Corey Joseph hit 2 threes. Clay hit 2 of 7 from downtown. Wiggins hit 2 of 3 for 17 points. But wow, the Warriors, like, inability to get a stop. Draymond's coming off the bench. He played 31 minutes. He had 11 assists, 3 steals, and a block. And you're like, yep, good. Uh, what happened to the defense? <laughs> Just completely MIA. Absolutely crazy. Uh, the Kings, Darren Fox had 29 points, but the big one here was Harrison Barnes in a revenge game. I love that this is like tagged as rivalry week, and Harrison Barnes goes, yeah, fucking hate the Warriors, man. Trade me away, dickheads. 39 points on your head. He hit seven threes. Felt like every single one of them came off a uh, handoff from Sabonis or a shot in the corner. 39 points, 14 to 24. You love to see it. The Suvlaki King himself. Oh, you love the combination, mate. Thanks to Martis. 18 points, eight rebounds, 13 assists. He was a weapon. Fox also had the five assists. He had 12 points, 10 rebounds, four assists for Huerta, but nearly cooked it down the stretch there. Davion Mitchell had 10 points. He had three threes. Uh, but Malik Monk was the shit one. He had four points, three assists, two of five from the floor, oh of two from downtown. Uh, had a couple of bad fouls as well. He also had three turnovers. He was a minus 11 in a game they won by fucking one point. Yeesh. Keegan Murray, not bad. 14 points, hit two threes as well. Six uh, six rebounds. He's classic. Good win for the Kings to pull that out of their ass. They're 25 and 18. The Warriors dropped to 19 and 23. And then finally, the Bulls fell short against the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers! Won. 141-132. Again, not much defense. Uh, Chicago kind of made a bit of a fist of it late, but they just got fucking slaughtered in that second quarter. And the Lakers just sort of ran away with it. Um... They do look imperious when they play games like this. LeBron's back. He had 24-4-12. and 12. 12 assists. Pretty bloody good. But when Reeves actually hits a couple of shots and D'Lo is still like in his like two-week hot period, which he is at the moment, yeah, they're pretty tough to beat. So good win for the Lakers. Uh, the Bulls, 6-6-2 six, six, and two for Patch Williams. He fuck, I was watching a bunch of this game. I'm like, Patch, can you just... Fuck, he'd have a good... Sh- he had like a sick block and then he'd have like a turnover. And you're like, what are you doing, mate? Dumb foul. What the fuck? DeRozan had 32 and 10. He was fantastic. Vooch, 20 and 8. He had 25 for Kobe. Kobe White. He shot 8 of 18. 17 for Caruso, putting on a Caruso show against his old team. Uh, he had 6 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks as well. He had 18 for... Ayo! Dosunmu and 11 and 9 for Andre Drummond. It's just a weird fucking... The Bulls without Levine with that tweaked ankle again. You're like, this sucks that they can't show him off, right? Yeah. Bit of a tough one. The Lakers, he had 22-11-6 for Anthony Davis. He was really good. 14-4 and four made threes to Torian the Red Bull Prince. 29 for D'Lo. Hit eight threes. It's chaos. And Austin Reeves had 20 points, eight assists. 17 off the bench for Jared Vanderbilt. He's still alive. You love to see that. Uh, Rui Hachimura had 10 as well. Fun game. Weird game. Good win for the Lakers. They're 22-23. and 23. Bulls dropped to 21-24. and 24. Do not cover. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the day. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. That is a knife. Uh, Pascal Sikkim Siakam, what an awesome showing for his new team. Triple double, absolutely crushed it as they beat the piss out of Philly. Got to feel pretty good about yourself there, Pascal. That was very, very good. Uh, and then also, look. Tatum was fucking great at times in that game against the Celt- uh, against the Heat for the Celtics, but that entire team it felt like were just absolutely playing at a different level. When they're hitting their threes, they're almost un- they're unbeatable. OG Ananobi though, I love this for the uh, there you go, a couple of former Raptors. Uh, OG had the twenty six points, shot ten of eighteen, three of nine from three. He had the two rebounds, one assist, but he had six steals. Jesus. Give it back. Oh. Uh, so let's go see Arkham and OG. Awesome games from both of them. Um, obviously, LeBron James, pretty good. 25, 4, and 12 on the day that he becomes like, what, 20 fucking time all It's <laughs> pretty good. Not a bad day, man. Not a bad day. What about Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 Spud,
a couple of spuds there as well. Uh, we've got one of seven for Reggie Jackson, two of 12 for Caleb Martin. I mentioned Malik Monk's just like 19 minutes of ineptitude. Four points, three turnovers, three assists, and just ugh, brutal gear. Three fouls. Just, he was fucking bad. It's weird. And Kevin fucking Huerta, spot of the night, nearly, nearly copped an old mate, no mates. Uh, but Jesus, probably still actually does have a bit of an old mate, no mates about him. Uh, but yeah. Plenty of spuds, but my favourite is probably Jamal Murray because what did he shoot, Jim? Love to see it. They went three of eleven. Good job, Jamal Murray. Uh, hey, Jim, did you get drunk last night after hanging out with a couple of mates and then uh, watch an entire live three eleven show from a couple of years ago? Yes, yes, I did, and it was awesome. And I'll tell you what, I'm never, ever, ever going to apologise for that because it was fucking unreal. Fascinating. It was. Uh, right, Turkavian Smith as well. Uh, another great, great name. Uh, 0 of 6 for the Sixers. Bit of a rough one there. Bit of a rough one, I'll tell you what. What about Old Mate No Mates, though? Oh, man. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Old Mate No Mates. Who's got No Mates today? This one is like, yeah, this, the Kevin Huerta special today. It's like, Jesus, Kevin. Fuck, can you hit one free throw to make it so that we don't possibly lose this fucking game? Just once, mate. Just one. Just one. Uh, that's definitely a very tough bus ride back to the hotel. Uh, but Luca is also old mate, no mates. Oh, that fan that he got ejected didn't get ejected. Stadium security asked him to watch the rest of the game from the concourse, and he's like, yep, yeah, cool, no worries, mate. Because we're kicking the fuck out of that team, so that's good. Pants of the day. Uh, this is Spencer Dinwiddie at the end of the game against the Wolves where Ant, there was like 2.4 seconds left and, yeah, the Nets had missed a shot, timeout, um, and away we go. So two-point game, inbound, Ant-Man's got it. He just plays a bit of fucking dodgeball and miss like, it's like, Tiggy, you're it. And he's like, ha-ha, you can't catch me, Spencer Dinwiddie, fuck you, and then points at him after he's run around for two seconds and didn't get touched or fouled. And the game was over. So that is a fucking huge pants against Spencer Dinwiddie. <sighs> Pretty funny. <laughs> Better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. How's Cumbucket? What a couple of days for him. Jesus. Even though he lost, he had 31 points did Cumbucket. 31. He went 12 of 19 from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3. Uh, three rebounds, 3 assists, 2 turnovers, 2 steals. He was bloody massive in that game for the Warriors. They did fall short, but Jesus. Johnny Kaminga comebucket, 31 points. He was a plus 16 in a game they lost by 1. Absolutely brutal gear. And this comes a day after where he was, what, perfect from the fucking field, which is hilarious. What was he, 11 of 11 for his 25 points? Absolutely unreal. And very easily... Better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, right, what about... Oh, I think we've got a magic tweet of the day. So let's uh, fire up the magic cannon. I think it's a sad one, though. So poor magic is uh, tweeting out about... I don't like sad magic, you know? But then he also threw in a couple of good ones. So here we go. Rest in peace to former Magic Johnson's Enterprises employee, Inga Dyer. Inga was a highly intelligent woman who did incredible work during her time with MJE. Cookie and I send our prayers to her daughter, Lauren, her son, Isley, and the entire Dyer family during this difficult time. She'll be truly missed. Thanks, Magic. Uh, he also did have, I'm getting my popcorn ready for the best matchup so far this NCAA women's basketball season. Number one, South Carolina versus number nine, LSU. We all know it's going to be must-see TV. You're not wrong, Magic. I did very much like the congratulations to LeBron James on the historic milestone of most all-star selections in NBA history, comma, with 20. Party popper emoji, clapping emoji. Thanks, Magic. And then he kept his uh, commentary going, outstanding 76-70 comeback victory for the Lady Gamecocks. It was exciting from start to finish. What do we say? (laughs) 
Thanks, Magic. All right, finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week! Uh, I still want to throw this one back to SGA versus Ant-Man. Ant-Man sort of, uh, you know, complaining about that hilarious, oh, geez, SGA only gets fucking, fucking all the calls, man, and you missed three free throws. Shut up, idiot. Uh, but I'll tell you what, DeAndre Ayton, uh, gave it a good one. I got nothing to prove in this league. I'm a max player, and I'll continue to be a max player. Ah, uh, don't know about that, DeAndre. Considering you're getting outplayed by fucking the Great Barrier Reef himself, Duop Reef. Woo! Seriously, what a fucking spud DeAndre Ayton is. That's some dickhead territory as well. Hey, I'm a max player, and I'll continue to be. I got nothing to prove because I'm a max player. It's like I don't know. I think you've got a bit to prove. Because you're probably not going to be a max player unless you prove a little bit more again, you dickhead. So there you go, dickhead of the week. All right, let's do some emails right after. Let's say this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do it. NBA Australia. Yeah, now it's brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch. Steve up. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Do it, nbaaustralia.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. Away you go. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, get a coffee mug, get a stubby holder. I'm going to crack a cold one in a second and get stuck right in using my NBA Australia stubby holder. Should be good. Uh, Let's do some of your nails. Number one, Dame over at Brunson. What would you have said? Yeah, nah, no. Fuck no. Brunson is like being better from day one this season than Dame, right? Uh, he's averaging more points, more, he's like 0.3 of an assist left, less than Dame. They're 6.5 versus 6.8. He's shooting the fucking piss out of it though, Brunson. He's at 48, 42, 83. Dame's at 43, 35, 92. So give me Brunson, who's averaging 26.5 points a game. Dame's at 25.3. So let's fucking get, Brunson deserves it, I think. Dame hasn't done enough so far, being like, what, one game winner? Brunson has been fucking fantastic. And he's completely changed the trajectory of that awesome, awesome, weird, funky Knicks team. What are they, 10 and 2 since like OG got there? 8 and 2 in their last 10. They won 5 on the trot. They're 28 and 17. They're fourth. They're only two games back of the Sixers. They are only a half game up on the Cavs, but at the same time. Uh, I love Brunson. You know that. I also love Dame, but come on. Brunson should have been the starter. I actually agree. I think Chuck was sort of saying that on the inside of the NBA. He's like, look, it's just fucking cool to be named a starter at least once, you know? Like, what more accolades does Dame need, apart from being a champion? Hey, the Warriors cooked. Yeah, nah. Look, I tend to think, look, we've, we've talked about the Warriors plenty of times. The only thing is, like, you've got to be pretty bad to not be in a play-in spot, right? But they are currently 12th, the Golden State Warriors. They have a negative point differential, which is crazy. They're 19 and 23. They are currently in 12. Are they better than the Rockets, who are a half game ahead of them at 20 and 23? Are they better than the Yaz? And then there's like nine like pretty fucking good teams, right? You go the Lakers, the Mavs, who have obviously got their problems and obviously got their holes. Uh, but are basically they're at 500 at least. The Lakers are 23 and 23. Mavs are 24 and 20. But... Then you got the Kings, the Pels, the Suns, the Clippers, the Nugs, the Thunder, and the Wolves. Like none of those teams, I feel like, are dropping out of the top nine. So it's the Warriors. Are they better than the Jazz of the Rockets? Is the question right now. And it's a pretty big one. If they can stay healthy, I reckon they can give this a bit of a shake. But that's sort of where the next question comes down to. Uh, so are the Warriors cooked? I'm going to say nah because they can go on a run where they're better than the Jazz and the Rockets. So. Just saying. Uh, is the Extreme Zinger Meal? Watch out. The Extreme Zinger Meal. Is he the key to winning the East? Yeah, nah. Yeah, he might be. Fuck, they looked awesome today against the Heat. The Heat, don't forget, beat them last year in the conference finals. Zinger was out there fucking lacing shit. He just makes them that much bigger, gives them that much more positional variability. Variability? Variability? What the fuck are you saying, Jim? Variability. And 
He looked incredible, but of course, what did he do? He got hurt. What does Zinger always do? Gets hurt. Bloody hell. But he is probably the key for them at least winning the East. If he can stay healthy in the back half of the uh, season, Boston will be fucking super tough to beat. Just They're so big, but they can play big or small. It's just chaos. You love it. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Uh, apart from the Brunson Dame stuff, which is like, to be honest, that comes down to the fans. Like, New York fans fuck themselves here. Like, to not vote your guy in, like, what are you doing? Uh, but my favorite thing is, I kind of think, I don't know if we should let the players have a vote when they keep doing shit like voting for Thanasis Antetokounmpo to start the All-Star game. Uh, he got three votes. In something that's probably not a coincidence, there are three onto the Kumpos in the NBA. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Well, there's at least, you know, two and then another one floating around. What about Outback Takeouts? All right. It's Friday at Outback. It's also Australia Day. So that's why we've got a kangaroo waving an Aussie flag wearing a fucking cork hat. And we put it on a spit out the back. It's fucking delicious. And it's only at Outback. That's right, we're eating a fucking roux for Australia Day. Who doesn't mind eating their fucking national emblem and fucking animals? It's great. And it's only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill take is the All-Star game should just be purely fucking fan voted at this point. It's an exhibition. The players don't fucking care about it. Why should the media get 25 Oh, we watch it all the time. Who gives a fuck, dickheads? Shut up, nerds. Piss off. It's not like we're getting too many chaos outliers anymore. There's no Zaza Petrullias. There's no Yao Mings. Everybody gets plenty of shake. So let's let fucking both barrels go and just go full fans. The coaches are looking at this going, this is a fucking pain in my ass. I don't need this anymore. Fuck off. Let's just go pure fans only. And out back. Nice one. Uh, we can actually just go straight through because there's no Aussie, no Australian player watch today because we had, weirdly enough, for our Australia Day, uh, we had no Aussies actually playing. Obviously no Ben Simmons. Uh, absolutely no one. It's pretty weird because we had no Orlando, no OKC, no Atlanta, no Houston, uh, no Dallas, no Portland, no New Orleans. So let's do the uh, Australia Day, Invasion Day, Andrew Bogut, Stray Day. That's a great moment in NBA Australia. Stat history. Oh, you better believe it. Oh, yes. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. 14 years ago on this very day, in a true celebration of Aussie spirit on Australia Day, back in 2010, Andrew Bogut, a.k.a. the strain Wilt Chamberlain, had a skin full of Aussie pride. In between listening to the Hottest 100 to see if Birds of Tokyo would come in number one, Bogey shredded like Bernard Tomic behind the wheel of a VSHSV GTSR, laying patches on the Goldie, and had a career high for the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, that's too bloody perfect, isn't it? Bogey, the result of crossing a ballet dancer with Godzilla, dominated more than Shane Warne against the Poms in 93 and scored a career-best 32 points on Australia Day. Can you believe that? Maybe he fucking just did it to go out there and tweak the noses of all the people he hates, which is apparently fucking everybody. But the pride of Endeavour Hills did better work than Vince Camalissimo and Chopper. As, to go with those 32 points, Big Bogey said no cash here and added a man-sized nine boards. Ripped down from the heavens like Zeus himself standing atop of Mount Olympus. While the single block he had erased poor bloody Roddy Boubois' ill-advised attempt so hard that the poor bugger was sent back in time. Not only did he never take the shot, but he never even left his home country of France. Poor bloody Roddy. Anyway, to top it all off, he nearly went bloody perfect from the floor as well. 13 of 14 goes bogey. 6 of 8 from the charity stripe as well. And see, look, that's why it's such a bloody shame that mongrel Lamari Stoudemire undercut him a few months later and render his right arm, rendered his right arm more useless than a synth player in Akadaka. Still, this was a good Australia, or true blue Australia Day miracle, wasn't it? Probably the most impressive Aussie showing since the time my mate Tall Kane got maggoted off a goon bag of Sunnyvale Fruity Lexia and walked across a bonfire barefoot. You absolute bloody ripper. Ladies and gentlemen, this stray day, raise your tins to the stray and wilt. Andrew Bogut. Hashtag on you, bogey. Not bad. 
Not bad. Oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's time for Paddy Mills Game Day. Well, Game Day Twitter check-in. What do we reckon? Let's bloody go. Paddy Mills out here. Oh, I think we've got a Dante one too. There's Paddy Mills, Aussie fan, getting the love from Paddy. That's awesome. He's got the Aussie jersey on. Getting it signed by Paddy. That is fucking legendary gear. Bring the awesome Aussie one. Good job, mate. Paddy back to back. He's just getting some highlights out there now. Oh, bang. Good three. Here for the Warriors, but also Bowler Pat. Who was that? Lilla Berry. That's awesome. It's just Dan. Good job. Yeah, Bowler Pat. God is a gale, baby. Paddy's just fucking all over the uh, reposting. Love that. That's pretty good. Um, and with most things of a, of a moral question, when people want to ask about Australia, they just go, what would Paddy Mills do? Should just get that tattooed across my knuckles. What would Paddy Mills do? Uh, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale as well is out there. A couple of photos. But my favourite thing about the uh, Australian player watch today is that Aussie Matty T has got a do-up reef uh, video coming out where talking about what he's been up to, how he got, you know, his journey and that sort of stuff. Uh, so Aussie Matty T has got that. Go check it out. And Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale has actually reposted that saying, Doop! Which is very cool. Good on you, mate. The rooster. Doing a good job. What was Dante's? Because we'll fucking miss that until when we do our next show on Monday. Then I could have my surgery on Tuesday, and so Monday will be the last show for a little bit, for a couple of days. Where did that Dante one go? Oh, don't you love it when IG stories just fucking disappear? Like, but I saw it, man. It was there. There's Dante back in it. Ah, oh, Dante just walking along in those pretty cool looking jeans, actually. Nice dime from Luca to Dante. Dante for three. Bang. Good stuff. On you, Dante. Right. Let's do some game previews for the weekend. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Oh, bloody good. Be better when I've got a few tins and I'm at fucking no effects. Cannot wait. Dallas. Go to Atlanta. This is the Luca Trey ball, but obviously no Trey. Uh, well, not a Trey that we know of yet because he's in the concussion protocol. He might be good in this one. I don't know. But Dallas are two and a half point road favorites in Atlanta. Dallas can score like the Clappers. I like them a lot in this one. Atlanta are just have been a fucking mess of late. Even though Patty's back and playing, uh, they need to give him a little bit more run, I reckon. And he'd be fine. But Dallas minus two and a half. Look, Kyrie's got this sort of sprained thumb. Uh, even without him, I still kind of like Dallas in this one. They've got sort of just enough on both sides of the ball to beat Atlanta. Houston go to Charlotte. This one's a pretty funny one. Charlotte with a uh, no Terry Rozier. You've got Houston going in there. Can Charlotte sort of stick it to him? Oh, I might actually go Charlotte plus five and a half in a bit of a uh, upset. Because I think Houston, just on the road, they're four and 15. <laughs> so give me the plus five and a half for Charlotte, even though they're five and 14 at home. Uh, then we have the Clippers going to Toronto. Ooh, kawaii. Up against his old team. Uh, I'm going to go the Clippers minus seven and a half in Toronto. Toronto just a little bit bare bones at the moment. Orlando minus four and a half in Memphis. That's the Memphis Hustle featuring Jaron Jackson Jr. Let's go to the Magic Man with Franz Wagner back. They should be flying, I think. I should kill that Memphis team. OKC at New Orleans. This is a great game. Josh Giddy up. Up against Dyson Daniels. He's good, mate. Uh, I'm going to go the Pelicans minus one and a half. They're playing pretty well. Uh, OKC obviously have won four on the trot, but I like the Pelicans' size, especially on the wings. This should be a cracking game, though. J-Dub up against Spindles Ingram. Chet being bullied by my name is Jonas Valanciunas and Zion. Yeah, I don't mind the Pelicans there, though. Minus one and a half. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Third time in ten days playing against Millie Walker. I'm going to go the Cavs in this one, plus five and a half. I think I tipped them the other day, but they lost by 10. I'm going to go to the Cavs, though, to get this one. Uh, Portland plus two and a half against San Antonio. I think the Blazers have been playing okay of late. Uh, well, they've won four of their last 10 games. So the Spurs, they're just a little bit wobbly. A couple of weird, ugly games of late. So I'm going to go to the Blazers plus two and a half. Sunday, 4 a.m. start for Detroit, hosting the Washington Wizards. Ish. Let's go to the uh, Pistons to win another one. I nailed the pick the other day for the Pistons. Let's see if we can get another one. Their sixth win of the season. Miami go to New York. I'm going to take the Knicks. Miami, there's just something completely off about that team at the moment. 
It's like the lack of defense from uh, Hero. You've got Rousey sort of just in there causing all sorts of havoc. <sighs> just like the Knicks, defensively, they weren't that much better. Philly at Denver. A battle of the big men again. I'm going to go Denver to win that one. Joker over Embiid. Should be a great game on Sunday. Houston go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn should probably beat Houston. Houston, I've just sort of tipped them to lose the day before against Charlotte, or at least come close enough that they don't win. Uh, that they, yeah, don't cover that five and a half. So I'm going to go Brooklyn over Houston. Clippers at Boston, a great game, but the Clippers on a back-to-back, having just been in Toronto the day before. Boston's a tough ask, even without probably the extreme zinger meal that game. That should be a great game. I think Boston just squeaked that out. Utah at Charlotte. Uh, go the Yaz. The Hornets are a bit of a mess. Utah are pretty bloody good. Just keep an eye out, though. Remember, the Gordon Hayward revenge game every time Utah-Charlotte play. Always a weird one, but still. Uh, what else we got? We've got Milwaukee against the Pelicans. I'm going to go the Bucks at home, having just played the Cavs the day before, but the Pelicans are also on a back-to-back. They've gone from home to Milwaukee. I think I can take the Bucks in that one. Minnesota, then go to San Antonio. I'll take the Wolves in Texas. We've got the Lakers at Golden State. That is a cracker. Aideen LeBron against uh, Stephen Co. Golden State are going to be desperate to win this one. If they slip to 19 and 24, it's going to get fucking ugly. So give me Golden State at home. Sacramento at Dallas. Dallas having played the day before. Sacramento in Dallas. I'm going to go the Kings. They had a big win today. I think they can pull that off against Dallas, a.k.a. Alice, because they play no D. And then Monday, OKC at Detroit. We'll take the Thunder there because Detroit are bad. Thunder are good. Memphis go to Indy. Indy just blew the doors off the Sixers today. I think they can handle the hustle. Uh, Toronto at Atlanta. This is a tricky one. I haven't picked anybody in this one. Can we? Can I pick a draw? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, let's go the Raptors. I think they can get a road win there in Atlanta. Just Atlanta are all kinds of messy. Uh, Phoenix in Orlando. That's a really fun game as well. I'm going to go the Suns in Orlando. And then Chicago in Portland. I'll take the Bulls. And uh, that'll be it. And there you go. As mentioned, so Monday will probably be... I'll probably take a day or two... Well, yeah, probably at least two days off the show. uh, Getting a bit of mouth surgery on Tuesday. uh, Where they're chopping the, you know, thing off the roof of my mouth and... Getting a bit of a bone graft in there too. So, yeah, at least a couple of days out of action, I think, for talking gear. Uh, but hopefully back later in the week. So, But either way, we'll be back on Monday to wrap up the weekend for you. So in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face IG, of course. We're all over the socials, getting around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz as well, chopping it up each week. Uh, really big, obviously, championship weekend. AFC and NFC title games previewed in this week's show. We've got the Cricket Today podcast. Covering all things to do with the test. A great chat with Dan Churney on that one. And, of course, Football Today podcast for all your soccer gear. Uh, Chuck, all of those are rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on Android phone. It does really help out. Come on. Do it. I don't want to have to ask again. Uh, Get around NBAstray.com slash shop and get some merch. And a big thanks always goes to From Oslo. They rule for the intro and outro song. Check out... House Hatch, Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshack Alami, Iowa, Sex Shadai, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you're listening to your tunes through, do that. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. Uh, we'll chuck a Cooking with Bainsy on the end of this one for you. Cooking an Aussie classic. Uh, and yeah, we'll speak to you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your day off. And we will speak to you on Monday. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And later who's in now. The worst of Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a socially distanced live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Bains. Ha ha ha, g'day. G'day, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you all there. 
All nice and separated. Oh, I love having a live audience back. This is bloody great, isn't it? Oh, there's Cheryl. Hello, Cheryl. Look at you. Oh, you happy to be here. Oh, that's bloody great. Anyway, yes, welcome back to Cooking with Bainesy. I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Bainesy. Uh, just recuperating from fall and stuff and everything, but still out here chefing for you. And that's what we're here for in this here episode. I've been learning some new cooking techniques, and this one is an absolute bloody ripper. I'll tell you what, because today we are going to whip up one of my absolute favourites. It is an absolute delicacy no matter where you go in the world. You can have whenever that iconic classic. It's good for brekkie, lunch, dinner, midnight snack. That's right. It's steak. That's right, bloody steak. That's right, st- I love me steaks, I'll tell you what. And you can follow along with my cooking method because it's easy as, mate. It definitely helps keep up this physique, if you know what I mean. Protein, baby! There you go. So, it is bloody simple, isn't it? All you got to do is go down to your butcher. His name's probably Vasily. Ask him to go, look, Vasily, give me two bloody steaks. And you go, what What type of steak? And like, doesn't matter. Just whatever tickles your fancy Vasily. None of that Wagyu bullshit nonsense. Just give me two good-looking steaks. Two good bloody steaks. Now, make sure you've got a barbie. Some oil and some salt and pepper. And that's it. Fire up your barbie. Get her nice and hot. There you go. There you go. Bit of oil. Bit of oil. Then season your steaks ever so lightly with a bit of salt and pepper. Just a bit of a pinch. There you go. And then grab your steak. Bang it on. Now... Don't fucking touch it. None of it. Leave it alone. Don't fucking fiddle with it. Just sit back, grab a tin, and three and a half minutes later, flip that fucker over. There you go. There you go. Hey. Now, leave it alone again. Don't fucking touch it. You heard me. You fuck. don't touch it. Simple as three and a half more minutes and... Look at that. There you bloody go. Look at this one. <laughs> oh, can't wait to get stuck. Oh, but you can't. You've got to let it rest for five minutes. Let it sit there. Let it hang out. And that'll be perfectly medium if you want it. You can go rare if you want. You can go hardcore if you want. But either way, that, my friends, is Bob's your fucking uncle, isn't it? Look at it. It's an absolute ripper of a brekkie lunch or dinner. Fucking good old steak. Ah, oh, it's just bloody delicious. Oh, and look, I'm just going to get stuck with this one now. I will. <laughs> That'll do certain precious shillers. Don't you worry about that. Oh, if you know how to cook a steak, you're a long way ahead in life. That's all I know. And if you want to get fancy, have some veggies with it if you want. I love a bit of potato salad. Whip that up. I think we've done one before. So go check that out. It's fucking unreal. All right, how easy was that? Get stuck into it. Do it at home yourselves on your own barbie. You'll bloody love it. Learn how to cook a steak. And everybody will bloody respect ya. All right, tune in to NBA Australia next time for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey.